You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. Howard the Duck is the story of a duck from another planet transported to Earth. Or is it? Welcome back to the Yours, the Movie Podcast, where we try to find the real story behind the story. I'm Derek. I'm Mean Mark. Uh, and today we're taking a look at... Uh, Wow, I guess it's it's that time uh, on the show to do 1986's Howard the Duck. Um, well, let's uh, welcome to the show, Drew Jones, um, mm. <laughs> Paul Gilfoyle, um, Ed Gale, and Chip Zine. Welcome back, Leah Thompson from... from- Oh, I don't remember now. Jaws 3D. Oh, I forgot she was in Yeah, that. she was one of the sexy we, teenagers that have sex on the beach. Right, right, and then has to get killed for it, yep. like Jaws is Jason, right? Yep, and welcome back, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins, yeah. From... Yeah. You got me there. Yeah, I figured you wouldn't remember, because I didn't remember either. Zathura. Oh, jeepers. He's in... Uh, yeah, it, after doing so many of these, it's really, it's really hard to remember. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know every once in a while I get one, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, Mark Howard the Duck. Uh, yeah. Well, a, a black eye on what was otherwise a stellar career from George Lucas. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. But, sure, he uh, made Star Trek, or Star Trek, Star Wars. But he also made THX 1138. As his college film. That was a, that was, <laughs> that was a school project. Fair enough. And by the way, Stellar being a pun, thank you very much. Oh. There you go. <laughs> Star Wars, Stellar Career. There it is. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so. Um, uh, I thought I had seen this movie before. Me too, to be honest. I think I'd just seen enough clips from but it. I think. I think there was a part where I didn't see some of it. Maybe this I think was I've, the extended edition. I don't know, but yeah, I've, it's, it was one of those movies I thought I would have seen it by now, but I hadn't. And I think I've just seen clips from it because I'll watch YouTube videos and stuff like that. People are talking about you know Lucas related materials, so of course Howard the Duck comes up. Of course, so I've seen piecemeal some of this movie, but never the whole thing until now. Yeah, yeah. And I'm s- sort of happy about my decision before now to have not seen it. Well, so. <laughs> here's the one thing I will give this movie credit for. Howard the Duck is an amazing special effect. It is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that having been said, yeah. the monster at the end is not. No, no. <laughs> But actually, I found the majority of what <laughs> of the funny stuff that's in this movie doesn't come from Howard. Oh no! I not that I didn't find. We'll get into it, but a lot of my notes are for either the plot or something that someone else does. Yeah, some Tim Robbins shenanigans, or more along the lines of Jeffrey Jones. Which, uh, yeah, fair enough get out of the way we don't support anything that he did and absolutely not just 
have to mention it in this movie because he's in it a lot. But not for a while, actually. Not for a while, but then he's really in it. Then he's all, yeah, then it's just about him. So we start on, do we know what the planet is? He calls it Duck World. At the end, he says, goodbye, Duck World. Okay. It's really, that's all they call it. That'd be like if we called our planet Human World. And that's my first thing on this is everything is duck themed. Yeah. Like even like, his name is Howard the Duck. Yeah. Like, like his there actual a, name is Howard T. Duck. So we see that yeah. in his mail. That's like you calling, you know, Mark the Human. Mark the Human. Yeah. Yeah. Mark T. Human. Yeah. And speaking to Derek T. Human. Yeah. And how do I tell you apart from the other Derek T. Human that we know? Yeah. Or Derek T. Caucasian or something. Oh, we shouldn't go there. Tell you what. You know. Well. <laughs> but would it imply that there's other other anthropomorphic type? Like, is there like Phil the boar? Well, I would imagine it's like, you know. Jane the bison? Bill you know Mallard I mean? like, or something. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Well, no, well, no, but I'm saying if you're saying Howard the duck, would is there a reply that's like Phil the bison? Yeah. And then, you know. Tim the lion and Jane the cougar or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, that's. I know. I know this was the eighties, and I know this is one of the early ones to do it. But I just every time I see a movie with something like this, I'm always thinking, why can't you just be smarter? <clears throat> the puns. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Duck World, of course, shaped like an egg. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, when he's leaving, I noticed it. It's basically our planet. It looks like our planet, but just shaped like an egg. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, my goodness. And then I was like, well, I guess after all this multiverse shit that uh, there was stuff that Marvel has been pouring out. You know what? Why not? There's one there's one universe out of countless infinite possibilities where ducks evolved into anthropomorphic ducks, (laughs) essentially near human and became the and were the dominant species on the planet and sure and then they decided they like puns so they named everything in a pun playbill uh gosh there's so there's way too many play account. Duck, wasn't it so play duck i thought it was playbill could have been either or yeah uh there was the raiders of the lost ark parody after uh, that was yeah oh yeah yeah uh Breeders, breeders of the lost. Uh, yeah, which I don't even get as a as a pun. I don't either. Are there ducks that don't breed? Is that? I, I have no idea. Whatever. Yeah. All right. So he travels down Thor's rainbow, um, but just the pink part. <laughs> just the pink part. Just the pink part well, of the rainbow bridge. Apparently, he gets sucked into a straw outside of his world, is thrown through space. And then, and then suck go, down another go, straw into Earth. He actually goes through a, a specific window. This is how I know it's multiverse because he actually goes through a, a portal that's in space. It's like it looks similar to like when Superman was throwing the uh, the the three Zod and the other two into the Phantom Zone back in okay in seventy eight. It looks kind of like that. So uh, okay, so he went through a multiversal portal. Okay, like we've seen now a bunch of times. So. That's okay. So then, and then, yeah, and then manages to land in this straw that's placed on our planet, like it's a juice box, and poof, down the other side. 
And this was, and we're getting ahead of it, but we'll just say it now. This is because scientists were trying to study space dust or something. Like really, really far away. Really, really far away. But the power overloaded, which is the 80s catch-all for we need something magical to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just caused this to happen. That yeah, they instead of creating a a view, it created a door, I guess, or a portal. Yeah, and a suction. But a, an extremely, extremely specific one because it only see in sci-fi these phenomenon usually a portal opens, and if it's one that if it's a sucking one. Because there's sucking and non-sucking. Yep. Right? There's passive and active. <clears throat> <laughs> well, the passive ones, you could just... It's like, it's time to say goodbye. Now I'm off to a different place. And yeah. then you just walk Step through. through it. Yeah. You can have that kind conversation with whoever you're leaving behind and away you go. Don't say goodbye. Say good journey. Yes. Yes, exactly. And then there's then there's the <laughs> active ones that, uh, that are just sucking everything and anything through. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But this one grabs Howard. And Howard alone. And his armchair. And his armchair, yeah. And that is it. And then it even leaves the armchair behind to a flaming death. And just Howard. Yeah. Past it, I know people have talked about this before, but I have to bring this up. The the naked duck woman. Oh, yes. With the duck tits. Yeah. Despite the fact that they're not mammals. Yeah. But this is an <laughs> evolutionary break, right? Sure. And it broke bad. That's what. <laughs> Who, by the way, doesn't even notice a giant an armchair, an armchair flying, flying through, through her, her yeah. wall. Yeah, she just continues the other wall. Goes down and apparently is pleasuring herself. Maybe <laughs> I because her hand comes down near the front. So I have no idea. Yeah, maybe she's into that. Finally, you know, she says. <laughs> <laughs> I have worked all week, so hard all week. This is my time. Um, now, if only an armchair will. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she. And, of course, so he, he falls into the dumpster and he hears. He falls into an armchair. Does he fall into the other? Oh, no, no, no the, the, gang be- the, the gang beats him up first and throws yeah, him in the dumpster. So- well, no, but when he lands, he lands in an armchair, an old beat-up version of his old armchair. It's not the same one, because that one gets left at Duckworld, but he happens to land in Cleveland in another armchair, one that had been thrown out. Okay. That's the gag. He goes from armchair to armchair. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, the, <laughs> the... The 80s street gang... Oh, my goodness. This is... <laughs> Again, this no. is where the movie does it for me because not, yeah. everything around Howard the Duck. Not since the, which was it, that Charlie Bronson movie we did where he beats up the 80s street gang? Oh, 10 After Midnight? No, no, it was one of the Death Wish ones. I think it was oh, okay. three. Maybe. I think it was three. Yeah, I think it was three. He beats up an 80s, uh, he beats up the most 80s gang I'd ever oh, seen I until mean, now. The, the, these are the ones right out of fucking uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, well, you know, you know where these came from for me. This this whole entire aesthetic is right out of like, and and we'll get, and I might be getting there a little early, but once he goes into the into the club 
and sees Gem and the Holograms. <laughs> that is it. Honestly, it's that. It's that aesthetic, the Gem and the Holograms, the punk, the punk, misfits. punk. The misfits. Yeah. It's all of that aesthetic. The big hair, the the earrings, the all of it took me right back to, yeah. to 86 for sure. I wasn't part of that culture, but you couldn't escape it. It was everywhere. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, they couldn't wait to put that all over TV instead of a bunch of stuff suits like we had had since the fifties. Yeah, since TV was invented, it was everyone in suits and ties and stuff like that. Now it's like, you know, Mountain Dew. Before it was extreme, when it yeah. was just Mountain Dew, it was yeah, just yeah. Mountain Dew. Yeah, <clears throat> was- yeah, that yeah. So the eighties comes and beats him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the eighties comes, beats him up, throws him in the thing, and they're completely nonplussed by a giant talking duck. They, yeah, it's amazing. No one in this world is is fascinated by, it, except for Tim Robbins. Well, I, I, there's two, there's three reactions that we get. Tim Robbins is one of them. The I want to study this, right? Yeah. The other two are screaming, panic, fear, gonna run. Yeah. Or it's just some kid in a suit. Yeah. Let's let's beat him up. Yeah. Or just some guy in a suit. Let's kick the shit out of him. Well, yeah. he takes him in first. Don't, don't they take him into the club? And they give him to like uh, they give him to Tim Robbins as a date, don't they? Oh yes, because he's hanging out. And then they get kicked like, out because hey, no, no minors in here. And then he gets thrown out. In so the bouncer thinks it's a kid, but he manhandles this kid like he's a drunk yeah. and ho- like gives him the like the, the heave ho. You know what I mean? The <laughs> yeah. the two armed heave ho. Yeah. Into the into the guard. Like really, that's how you would treat a child if a child showed up for some reason. Like. <laughs> Like some kid hey, shows up in uh, in Cleveland, even though it sounds like New York. Hey, yeah, hey, oh, yeah. I'm walking. I'm working here. <laughs> you say you're working? No, I'm working I'm here. Working oh, here. you're walking oh, you're here. Walking. Got it. Gotcha. Yeah. So if if say some minor, mom, I can't find my mom or dad. Nope, not in here. Heave ho. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just this bouncer would just t- take a ten year old and throw him out on his ass. You got to get out of here because. Just like the other guys that are beating up Beverly say, they're doing too much toot. Yeah. <laughs> I have not heard the word toot in reference to a drug in so long. I don't think I ever have. Oh, I did. Uh, I got to find out which drug it is. Because the circles I, I rolled in, if you, if you toot, means you farted. It's cocaine. So he meets up with Beverly. Um, she's a she's a uh, a young attractive woman walking alone in an alley in the eighties. So of course she's accosted. <laughs> of course she's accosted. Like it's like they were just waiting there. Like we got our ten o'clock accosting. It's ten fifteen. I'm only going to wait fifteen more minutes, and I'm going to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got a ten forty five across she, town. I she, can barely make it. You know. And to be and to be honest, she actually fights off more in Back to the Future. Well, you know I, what I mean? Like she puts up more of a fight in Back to the Future. Well, here's the thing: Biff. she's out. She's outnumbered in this one. That's and th- well, that true. I appreciate. I appreciate that about this one is that she's not the completely a damsel in distress. She's just outnumbered. She she does sort of hold her own until she gets overwhelmed when they both when the two guys team up and then they're able to true. subdue her. Right? It's not until Howard evens the odds then she can get back into the fight. Yeah. So. I do like that it wasn't completely damsel in distress. It was like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's a handicap match. Yeah. So. And this starts our whole thing of uh, not only duck puns, but also the replacing of the word duck with common phrases like, okay, now it's no more Mr. Nice Duck. Yeah. 
oh, a duck's got to do what a duck's got to do, or never send a duck, never send a man to do a duck's work or whatever. Something like that. Yeah, it's just you, you, constant throughout the movie. You're mostly replacing the word man with duck. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so she agrees to take him home. Yep, give him a place to stay for the night. And they walk all that way home because it is sort of a small, a short montage of all the way home. Not saying a word. Nope. And we know that because as soon as they get back to the apartment, she introduces herself. Yeah. She goes, I'm Beverly. I'm Howard. Wow, okay. So you agree to take this guy in, and you agree to go with her without ever knowing your name. Yep. And you said it in our last podcast we just recorded. You can't say anything off screen. So there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Nothing between the cuts. <laughs> uh, so they go into the they go into the thing. They have the be cute. Um, I just have, wow, for landing on a strange planet, Howard sure does fall asleep pretty quickly. Well, he's had a busy day. Because <laughs> he's, first of all, been hurled through space. So that gets the heart rate up a little sure. bit. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, through into a different universe, essentially, I, I believe. And then uh, his had the shit kicked out of him on two separate occasions in the same night. Yes, that's true. He's been thrown out like a child or a thing of bathwater, I guess, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he he's had a day. So it is no still, wonder he falls but asleep. He, but if you're falling asleep that quickly and that easily still you don't know if you can trust Beverly. <sighs> but I got I got to just imagine the fatigue is overwhelming. Again, that's a <laughs> that's a busy ass day. <laughs> Just exhaustion, is it? I I slept really well on days when I went to kickboxing. You know what I mean? Like I'm just saying, and that wasn't even like a street fight in an alley with you know, true. In the eighties, like I wasn't fighting the eighties. You know what I mean? Like it was just training, and I slept pretty good. So, and this is the time where Leah Thompson proves that she's the good guy, the good guy in this movie by going through his wallet. Yeah, kind of molests him a little bit, touches the feathers, right? Yeah, see if they're real, and then yeah, and then goes through his wallet. Yep. And finds a condom that isn't in a wrapper. But isn't used? And or is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, the condom isn't in a wrapper and she chose to touch it? Ew. It's pretty small, too. And she's like, Howard. It's like, you just met him. Yeah. I, How could you be disappointed in an alien isn't, that you just it, met? The alien, and, and so the alien fucks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But she's like, you cad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the next day he leaves Beverly. And he uh, goes to an employment agency? Uh, no, no. She brings him to uh, Tim Robbins she, the next day. Oh, that's right. I know, I know a scientist he might be able to help. That's right. So... They go to a museum, and here Tim Robbins has basically what would be the greatest scientific discovery of all time. Yes, it's the one. It's one of the inescapable "Are we alone in the universe?" questions that scientists have been trying to answer for well ever since they thought about it back in the day. Yeah, ever since the, ever since they yeah. ever since people could look up. Pretty much, yeah. And he's got to be a dick about it. That's the thing. He's being such a dick. 
get, starts giving him IQ quizzes and stuff like that. It's like, just talk to the guy. You can, it's obvious he can speak. Like he can just have a normal conversation. You could have learned so much if he wasn't, well, if he was someone else doing this. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like it's kind of funny that the Jeffrey Jones scientist is way better suited for this. Yeah, the scientist. The, sci- the scientist, Jeffrey Jones, right? Not evil possessed devil yeah. guy, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. just saying like when we first meet the Jeffrey Jones character, that version of a scientist yeah. is is smarter, more rational thinking and be like, okay, I literally have an alien species here. Yeah, because at least that scientist goes, oh my God, this is amazing. Wait a minute. I think I know. I think I, I, I think I caused this. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. None of them are are even amazed that they speak English. Because of... It's the 80s, of course. Every... Yeah, I mean, and let's face it. Of course, any 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 species anywhere in the galaxy that evolves is obviously going to make English because it's the best. Speak English, yeah. It's going to speak American because it's the best. We've already had at least ten years of Star Trek. We know they speak English. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's t- he talks about uh, contacting someone who's an astrophysicist. I wrote it down, which I think is supposed to mean space physicist. Astrophysicist? No, astrolo. No, no. I mean, I think he means astrophysicist. I know. Astrolophysicist means he finds physics in the zodiac. But still, isn't that just physics? (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, okay, even an astrophysicist is still a physicist. Because they study physics, wherever it happens to be their place of study, right? Like, yep. what do you, like, like, I, I kind of had that realization, putting the word astro in front of it, now you're just bragging. Yeah. <laughs> you're already a physicist, man. You're smarter than this. Yeah, but I focus on the stars. Okay, but you're still, you're still just measuring physics. Yeah. So they get out from there. They run into the school kids, and this is where Howard's fed up, and she sends Beverly or what? Or do you have more? Sorry. No, no. He just, uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, you're right. He just leaves. Like, he's, like, fed up with this. Because, again, you have uh, Tim Robbins' character. He's just being a dick. Yeah. And then it turns out he's actually a lab assistant. He's not <clears throat> an actual, he's not, he hasn't, yeah, I he guess, cleans graduated the or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Does it, I guess he's working on a degree or something? I don't know. Still, wouldn't the greatest discovery in the scientific history be enough to... Whatever. Uh, that, that would get you a couple of papers written, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so is this where he decides he's, he's going to get a job, so he goes to the... Unemployment office. Unemployment office. Gets the bitchiest employee there. I love this woman. They I think she's hilarious. All the freaks. <clears throat> Yep, she's de- she's determined to be good at her job and get this guy off the unemployment line. Now I know t- uh, today they call it employment insurance, but this is the '80s. They literally called it unemployment insurance, yeah. which it's insurance in case you're unemployed. Yeah, it makes it makes more sense to be honest. Mm-hmm. To me, yeah, for sure. I don't need you to insure my employment. I need you to insure me <laughs> my unemployment. See, employment insurance to me means like make sure my boss isn't a dick and fires me for no good reason. <laughs> I, that's employment insurance. Yeah. 
Um, so I have the Swingers. I just have a note, Swingers Club. Oh, no, that's a brothel. Was that a brothel? It's just a straight-up brothel. Okay. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They're just It's a, some sort of dirty CD rub-and-tug-turn-brothel. There's, okay. There's no, not, not that I've ever been. I've just seen enough of these places in movies to know that they're just selling sex hardcore for whoever the hell wants to come sure. in. I wasn't sure. <clears throat> swinging started in the 70s, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, swinging is married couples switching, right? This is, has nothing to do with that. You just see guy on girl all over the place right. in different in various places, right? Now, granted, working there would be interesting. You'd probably see some stuff. Yeah. You get to see some naked ladies and stuff like that. But at what cost, Derek? At what cost? Mopping all of that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, trust me. I know. I work in a hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure the uh, the people taking care of the of the rooms have told you some interesting stories. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Listen, let me give you a piece of advice. If you're going to be an online sexy person, okay, don't leave your setup set up in your room. When the cleaning ladies are supposed to come in. Oh. Hard to clean around, is it? It's kind of gross. The, the tripods and all the... Especially when the website's still on the laptop. It's, it's kind of gross. <laughs> is the camera still running while they're there? Anyway. Um, <laughs> my next note is 80s villains. And I don't remember what that's in reference to. 80s villains. No, no. My next note has something to do about uh, Leah Thompson being very distracting when she's almost naked. So that's my next note. But I'm thinking he he goes to the bar, right? And this is where he goes to the bar and he gets beat up. Oh, that's yes, yes. So that yes, he meets uh, back up with Beverly. What was I saying? Yeah. So he he goes back. He's wandering the streets aimlessly because he just got because he quit his job. Uh, I'm hoping that it was a mud bath that he shoved his his former boss into. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, uh, uh, yeah, and so he goes, he kind of is drawn back to his landing spot, that armchair. They, they bring it back. It's right where he left it when he landed. The yeah. Hole in the, the hole in the roof and everything. So um, he ends up back in the bar and then overhears the manager talking about, like, basically he's going to hold their money hostage unless they put out. That's what I got. Yeah, basically. Like he um, was going to... And so he stands up for for them. For Bev and the gang, yep. Bev and the gang. Um, and then they get to a whole fight and he gets run across the bar and he knows quack foo and <laughs> all this kind of stuff. And Yeah, yeah. Well, we uh, saw a picture of him with like a, in a karate gi at his yeah. house. He's also a musician back on his home planet too because of course he is. <laughs> yes, of course. Because of course he has to be. Um, and yeah, basically he wants. What is? How does it end? He gets. He gets the upper hand somehow. So what they do? They slide him down the uh, the bar, and and off the end of the bar. And then when he gets up, now he's on the bar, so he's more at the same level as them. Yeah. And so he's able to kind of run up and kick and punch into the right into the face because he's right at the eye level now. 
So he can he, he actually gets a chance to launch an offense. And of course, it being the 80s, they take their turn. And <laughs> yes. they wait they wait their turn to get their ass kicked. And then they, uh, yeah. And so he gets the guy down and uses, I guess, a skewer of some sort. And puts it through the guy's earring. Through his earring, yes. And then he has another one. Yeah, and he threatens, he's, give me their money. So he hands over the money and then they, that's the end of it. He's, yeah, he basically tells them that they're out of the, you all witness it, they're out of their contract. Again, so they've pretty much accepted that this is just a guy in a suit. <laughs> yeah, they're still assuming this, yeah. That they ha- Yeah, because that's the only way the human brain's going to wrap their way around it. Either going to go screaming in panic or it's just cosplay. Yeah. Like if I literally dressed up as Batman and started beating up bad guys, you know what I mean? Like I'm just in cosplay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you say your next note was about Leah Thompson. Yeah, because they go back to her apartment and she is very, very little clothed. Yes. Which is a weird way to put it. I'm sorry. Was the the point where you wrote that note was was she was crawling onto the bed? No, I wasn't writing anything then. Okay. <laughs> I did. I wrote. <laughs> yep. Yep. This is this is <laughs> like. I mean, up until now, I've, if I'm not mistaken, Leah Thompson had been playing more conservative characters, right? Like Back to the Future, she was always firmly ensconced in sweaters and yes i mean she looked really nice at the dance obviously she was wearing a proper dress for that occasion but nowhere near panties and a t-shirt yeah yeah so this this was leah like i've got it i'm gonna flaunt it and you know what there are some ladies that do that and i appreciate that and they well no they're just kind of like listen i'm just gonna show it off while i have it sure you know what I mean? Like, it's just, if I'm going to get paid extra for this, then, you know, they, they kind of have their own body image and they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. An odd example, actually, a bit later in life, Judy Greer, all of a sudden, is like, sure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she, yeah, she's, I've seen two different things. I don't go looking for it, but I just happened to see two different projects she was in where she took a top off. I was like, and she's in her 40s now. Yeah. She's not like 20-something and doing it, she's, yeah, and but she's she looks fantastic, so do it while I still got it, you know? Absolutely. So this is the famous um, <laughs> scene. The seduction. The seduction scene where Howard does a come on, and then Beverly decides, oh, I'll turn the tables on him, and... He starts thinking about the logistics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, they're interrupted. And thankfully, they didn't make a doing it ducky style joke. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, with Jeffrey Jones, Tim Robbins, and the other guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's and this is what's funny is that this got blown out of proportion. I ended up an an old, old, old friend of mine from college reached out, just out of the blue, checking in, how you doing, getting caught up. So I was sort of texting. Actually, it was in the next movie that we're going to review. But I mentioned this movie that I was, because that's what I was up to, eventually comes around to that. Oh, yeah, friggin' Howard and Leah Thompson fucking, like, I'm not, in, I'm not into that. I was like, they don't fuck. Uh, well. It, it, had they not been interrupted, would it have gone there? Sure. But I'm glad they, thankfully, they were interrupted, like you said. 
yes, they are interrupted. It, it was a little creepy. Oh, it was. It was weird. I mean, I know she was just playing with him, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I was shivers. Yeah, dur- during and her, it doesn't get better. Her going to the bed was nice, but then yes. yeah, once they once they start initiating any type of contact, I'm like, what? Well, boat gone. Nope, yeah. done. So this is where they decide they're. So they explain that you know they set off this laser and that's what brought them back down and all they have to do because it's easy science is just reverse the polarity. Yep. Just, just, just put it into rewind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's a big old switch on the wall. It says forward and then one says backwards. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like forward reverse. So just click. You know. Bring Howard in. Send Howard back. That's how it's yep. labeled. Oddly. Yep. Well, this beam might as well have been called the Howard Getter to begin with because it only takes him. Yeah. It only takes him out of all the ducks on the planet. Yeah. So, so they go back to the lab to see to, to send him back. And something goes wrong. The thing blows up and in Jeffrey Jones's face. And now he's... They've actually drawn something else from somewhere else. Yeah, they don't know what it is. They don't know where it's gone. But now, is, is this where the police have... Cut? Why did they have to leave? Because of the police? Or do they just leave? Uh, well, no, the police come because there's a big explosion, a big to-do. Right. Yeah, so they have to get out. And they find Jeffrey Jones while they're escaping. Yes, and they take him with him in the truck. Yeah. And this is where... <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say that, but... This is where the movie gets weird. <laughs> because... Just the lines. I have some of these written down. Jeffrey Jones is driving, and they say, oh, hey, Dr. whatever your name is, Dr. whatever, Dr. Jones, what are we going to do now? It's like, I am changing into something else. I'm like, well, that's really good instincts. Like, Yeah. I don't know if I would be able to physically tell if I was changing into something else <laughs> and be that specific about it. Well, because yeah, he's talking about himself in the in the first person, I, yeah. but yet as if the entity inside of him knows exactly what it's doing, and so but he's wouldn't... but he's still the doctor at this point. So he he as the doctor knows that something else is trying to take it's like, over. Oh, it's his messing mind with my body. internal organs and yada yada yada. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that Venom movie would have been a lot shorter had uh, had he been this smart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, he's trying to eat my internal organs. Okay. <laughs> and then shortly thereafter, he, he, like, this is so stupid. He, they talk to him again. He's like, doctor, you know, are you, are you okay? I am someone else now. And I'm like, What? You're not going to tell them who you are. No, nope, you're not nope. saying that you're a dark lord of the universe. Just I'm someone else. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you who. It's it's kind of like like an entitled teenager saying, "No, that's not my name anymore. I want to be called this now." Yeah, it's like, "No, I'm someone. No, I'm someone else." <laughs> okay, someone else. What's your name? I'm Scott. <laughs> <laughs> It just it, it made me laugh so hard. Like I am now someone else. Like what? <laughs> someone wrote that. Okay. Someone else approved it. 
the, this actor said it. They filmed it. They watched it after, and they said, "Yep, it makes the cut. Makes the cut. Yep." <laughs> okay. So they drive to a diner. Uh, not by choice, because Doctor Jones is losing his marbles, right, and he's losing control. So they just they're swerving in and around and out of traffic and stuff like that to yes. get. And they finally, they just pull into a diner. It's like, let's get off the road. Mm-hmm. Almost crashed through the front window. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's some setup comedy. They have the the altruistic waitress. It's like, oh, the energies and everything else. And, oh, your dad looks like he's having a rough day or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and, and just more, and then they do a gag with the, with the, um, when just, when she orders three specials and three beers, never had bacon, eggs, and beer before, to be honest. I love beer and I love bacon and eggs, but I keep those, those worlds separate. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Technically not the waitress's fault because she wasn't able to tell them what the specials were. Because yeah. Because it doesn't matter because your planet's going to die. Yeah, yeah, really. And no one's, like, concerned about what he's saying. No. Like, he's threatening to literally kill the planet and everything on it. And Leah Thompson and Howard are just like, uh, okay. Wait, anyway, we need to get you to a doctor. Anyway, can I have a beer? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, okay. Um... So then he reveals that he needs the key. He's possessed by the Dark Lord of the Universe. No, he, he has the key to, to start the machine up again. So he wants to go back there and bring all the rest of his compadres back. Right. He's going to bring down all the other Dark yeah. Lords of the Universe. But not before 80s truckers decide they want to beat up Howard now, too. Those punks that had their chance. Yeah. Why was he? Oh, because they came over and... Didn't they hit on Beverly first? Yes. And then yeah, was- again, again, hot girl in the 80s, so of course she has to get accosted. <laughs> yeah. Even though she's now with two other people, one of them is a, a duck person. Yeah. This is the time to shoot your shot, boy. There it is. You know, you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, so. To be honest, don't blame them. Anyway. Nope. Um. So. Yeah, so Howard gets into a big fight, and they're and they the, and this time he's overwhelmed. Uh, he's overwhelmed, and they even get the racist. Well, I shouldn't say racist, but speciesist. No, no, the racial, the racial, racial stereotype Japanese cook. Oh yes, wearing the samurai headband. I guess they're all wearing samurai headbands. Yeah, it's sort of some weird like sushi themed diner or something like that. Yeah. Like it's uh, yeah, it's two cuisines that maybe don't mix. You know, so, <laughs> like a California rolling some grits. You know, yeah. <laughs> and it's just a, a brouhaha ensues. Howard almost he gets seasoned, garnished, seasoned, garnished, and then Jeffrey almost Jones chopped up. Yeah. Then the doctor, the Dark Lord, uh, takes the knife, sets him free. Because they have the they have the they, they stole the key card or something, right? Yeah. So he needs that back. And then the redneck 
then the redneck stands up and he's like, you're out of here. And it's like, you, you with the crazy electrical hand lightning and life and knife floating powers. You're out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These guys, these yokels are so nonplussed by an alien by duck. And a guy exhibiting superpowers, essentially, and his face is melting off like this. <laughs> yeah. These guys have, I've seen it all. I've been driven coast to coast, this great country of ours. I've seen it all. This ain't scaring me. <laughs> I've been up teenagers for doing less than what you're doing. I once saw Burt Reynolds do cocaine off a horse. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, Jeffrey Jones takes them out and they escape into a truck. Right, they get into a truck at this point. They, yeah, they take. Uh, oh, yeah, they take a big rig. Yes, because apparently, getting demonic powers also gets you your AZ license. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It teaches you how to drive stick. Yep, yep. Uh, and this is where, and the the whole time the police are tracking, trying to track Howard down. Um, led by Paul Guilfoyle, who, if you know, if you've ever seen Captain Brass on CSI, is probably the most famous one role he's ever done. Oh, yes, yes. But now he's I just, but he's just you. so bored in this movie. <laughs> but I mean, I mean this, and this guy, he's, he's like, if you want a government official, he's like Chief of Staff Lloyd Shepard in Air Force One. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's yeah, been he plays like confidential. All the time, yeah. Yeah, cops and officials, yeah. So, oh, he did. He did play a guy on Star Trek Discovery named Carl. Anyway, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but every time they give him an update, every time like the, the the uniforms give him an update, he's just like he just rolls his eyes and goes, "Oh, what next today?" Yeah, it's like I can't believe this is my day today. You know, <laughs> he's just so nonplussed by anything that goes on. He just doesn't care. Uh, but so they drive the truck. Uh, Howard's not in the truck. It's just him and Be- it's just the doctor and Beverly, because he's going to take Beverly back because they need a host body for the next Dark Lord, right? Yes, and that's going to be Beverly. So Howard is yep. left there. Howard runs into Tim Robbins, who's been arrested. Uh, yes, right. He's in the back of a cop car, yelling at the police. He says this line. I know my rights. Where's my baseball cap? Ugh. What? What the hell? I don't even understand what that means. Yeah. He, I mean, he was wearing one, but then he wasn't. Like, I don't, I don't even know. Um, so they just... So Howard breaks him out, and they go to the airport... And they're like, hey, we have to save Beverly quickly (laughs) before they bring down more overlords. Quick, help me put this plane together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't just take one that's already built. No, we have to build this one. Build this one. He actually has to say, I know, we can put this one together and then we can fly there. It's like, What? You might as well have tried to steal a car. Cause, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then it leads to some fun flying shenanigans. Uh, sure. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're up and they're down. They don't seem to get altitude while they're flying. 
He says stay low, but he's right above traffic. I was like, okay. Yeah, that's, stay, yeah. Yeah, stay low. He's like eight feet off the ground. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. He lands on a truck at one point. Yeah, he lands on a truck, and then he has to... Where did he get the tools to fix the gas main? The gas. It main. looks like it. Ju- the it just looks like the line came out. Yeah, but eventually, like, and they keep cutting away to it too. And yeah, and one cutaway, he's got a wrench and he's like wrenching something, and I'm like, where did he get the wrench? I have no idea. And Was then in the next hat? one, yeah, and then the next one, he just plugs in the the plastic tube, which apparently is all they needed to take off. Yeah. Well, that's a gas line. You definitely need that. Yeah, sure. That allows him to do a loop-de-loop. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go into... So, Dr. and Beverly, they drive to a power plant. Nuclear power plant. Nuclear power plant where he breaks the glass in the power plant station with his dick powers. Didn't he like blow it with his like with his mouth? He did a, like super breath. Well, it looked like he held his arms out and he thrusted his pelvis forward. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't that. And it yeah. looked like he broke it with his dick, and then and then he just got more power. He just walked. So here's the thing about symbiotic relationships: um, you can only do what your hosts can do. Yeah. Yeah, that body's not suited for what he wants it to do. <laughs> and considering what comes out of it. Yeah. They get a lot of miles out of their suitcase, that's all I'm saying. I guess so, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, that old, it's that old hoodie that you just wore to death, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're driving the truck down the road, and of course Beverly gets out of her. She unties herself for yep. the thir- third or fourth time in this movie. Just in time to be held captive again. Yes, yes. Um, there's a road stoppage, like a roadblock checkpoint. Yeah. Well, because they're going back to the school or to the place where the um, where the laser is now. Yes. Since there's there's already been uh, an explosion there, they're checking everybody coming in. And yes, yeah, sort of actually makes sense. <laughs> kind of sort of, but then the yeah. The cop is checking like the fourth car ahead of them, and then everyone gets bumped by the big truck. Because he just, yeah. Just, and the cop is like, hey, take your foot off the thing to the first car. I was like, did you not realize that? The, did the cop just not, was he not able to tell that they got bumped from behind? Why? Why? Because it was off screen? Yeah, yeah. You didn't hear the bang? The. <laughs> like. See the giant 18 wheeler? You, you didn't hear there? crunch, 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 crunch before it hit your car? Yeah, really. Like, okay. Um, so they go back in. Beverly set up as the one under the laser. They start bringing down the Dark Lord. There's three minutes. Howard gets a. They find another laser that they'd previously built. Uh, like a disintegration ray? Yeah, a disintegration ray, which doesn't disintegrate it, or a matter-changing ray or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, Shouldn't the military have this? But yeah, <laughs> under lock and You key? would think. You would think. Yeah. Um, so there's the whole thing of, you know, oh, well, if we destroy the laser, then Howard, we can't send you back. And I'm like, well, yes, you can. You can destroy the laser and stop the Dark Lord that's coming in right now. Mm-hmm. And then just 
rebuild the laser. Yeah, as long as Jeffrey Jones and company are still alive, you can just build another one. It's like, what, did nobody write this shit down? And you can build it better. Yeah. You can learn from this experience. Okay, how did we accidentally suck, you know, killer demons from another dimension? Yeah. P.S. Not- there are other dimensions. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. He just can't go home now, so he has to go back to work, I guess, for a few months. <laughs> to a year. He's got more time to spend with Beverly in her underwear. There you go. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> by full download in five, four, three, and then they blow up the laser, and that sends the Dark Lord back? Yeah, he was already falling. Yeah. What the hell? I'm like, why? This, it was clearly pulling it to the earth. This ending took so long. Oh. <laughs> I felt all five minutes of it, even though the timer was set long, for... It's a long-ass climax. The timer battle. was set for four, and I felt all five of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, you know what, though? I, I've not been feeling well. I will admit that. And honestly, I was falling asleep. And I just wanted this to be over so I can go take a nap. Yeah. Honestly, but... I have a feeling that were I well, I still would have felt the same way. Like, jeepers, cripes. I watched it yesterday, too, before I went to bed, and I was fighting it. I was like, I got to get this in now, because if I don't, I'm not going to get it. No, no. I was just so like, uh, yeah. But they saved the day, and then, magically, Beverly and her band are famous. Under new management, so. Yeah, wow. Apparently, that's all it takes. Apparently, if an anthropomorphized duck walks into your office and says that they've got a hot act, you you listen, I suppose. (laughs) A duck and a girl band walk into a talent agent's office. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) The aristocrats. (laughs) The aristocrats. Um, And then they sing, of course, the song Howard the Duck, which is probably the most famous thing from this movie. Yeah. Uh, And we get all of it, don't we? Oh, we get... Every single chorus and verse, yeah. let me tell you. And and Howard's backstage, the song's called Howard the Duck. The Duck, yeah. How is he not part of the show, at least showing up and... It's it's the story of the movie. Glad-handing the crowd and, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have to sing or dance or whatever. Just go shake a few hands and, you know, like some, like some girl's going to throw their bra at you. You catch it, you, you know. But this is... But she's singing about how this is... This is back in the eighties and nineties, where you know they would the song, the main song of the movie would be just the, the plot of the movie in yeah, the song, right? Like Ghostbusters, like Ghostbusters or T U R T L E Power, mm-hmm. except it's in universe. Well, she's writing about her adventure. Okay, you got to admit there's some song material there. Yeah, but it, but it's kind of like you know the the turtles singing T U R T L E Power to an audience. You know, it's just it's just weird. Well, in this uh, normally it would 80s, be, but still, normally it would be. But in this case, part of that story is that his lady love is in a band and is putting on shows, singing songs about true. her. It's very like true. the turtles getting up on stage with Vanilla Ice. The song's about them. How dare you? Yeah, go ninja, go ninja, go! How dare you? Yeah. How dare you invoke that scene? <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it interesting right at the end. <laughs> Anything else? No. Okay. So a few things on this movie. Um, 
Following a test screening, Universal executives Sid Scheinberg and Frank Price were allegedly arguing about who was to blame for greenlighting this shit. Huh. And ended up in a fist fight. Mm. <laughs> nice. Uh, almost cast, and the voice of Howard the Duck was John Cusack, Martin Short. Cusack would have worked. And Robin Williams, who actually worked on this for a week before saying, I can't do this, it, this is insane. Reportedly wow. quit. Wow. Uh, this movie won Golden Raspberries for Worst Picture, Worst Screenplay, Worst New Star, which is uh, the six little people that played Howard. Oh. Which I don't think is fair. No, it took six people to bring that thing to life and it looks pretty good. So yeah. for 1986, come on. And Worst Visual Effects, the given monster. two. ILM. ILM, Industrial Light and Magic. I yeah. know, which it, you which can is, tell their, their hearts were not in this. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard many stories that the budget was not in on this. No, um, no. This is the same company that brought us the Rancor three years prior. Yeah. You know. Would give like, us much more later on, so. Like, they almost had Luke being eaten by a Rancor, and this is what we get. Yeah, you could tell. There was five bucks and three interns. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one thing I didn't know. A video game sequel was released. Oh, my God. For the ZX, the ZX Spectrum, Holy the Commodore shit. 64, ah! and the Apple II in 1986. Oh, my God. And for the ZX Spectrum and the Amstrad CPC in 1987, developed by uh, Activision. Oh, my goodness. And then the, the note here, the game received generally negative reviews. No shit. Uh, surprise. <laughs> so. It, would it rank just slightly above the Smurfs and E.T.? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Right yeah. above... It ranked just above those ones that you would play on cassette tape. I did play on cassette tape. <laughs> yeah. Those were good. <laughs> no, no, they weren't. Have you ever seen Transformers on cassette tape? Yes. No, it's awful. E.T. falls in a hole. That's all he does. Is fall e. in a hole does gets fall in a hole. hole, but yeah. It's it's fitting justice they buried all those copies, but <laughs> as always on the show, we try to find the real story behind the story, Mark. I have three of them. Me too. Uh, or is it the dangers of driving while being possessed by an extra dimensional demon? Sure. Kid you know, just for the kids out there. Uh or is it man's inhumanity to ducks? Um, okay. Yeah, because duck hunting season, we don't talk about that. We didn't duck talk about racism. that. Yeah, duck hunting season, yeah. Yep. That's such a minor storyline that goes nowhere. Uh, yeah, I know. It just It's just meant for shock value, like throwing a couple a eggs in, in his face. Yeah. 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 And since it's the 1980s, or is it Duck Hunt the movie? Okay. They actually say it in there. I kind of I took that from the one yeah, of the cops. It's like, it, it's a duck hunt instead of a manhunt. Or witch hunt, yeah. Yeah. Well, I also have three. Um, I have the, or or is it cocaine is a hell of a drug? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or is it the story of one police lieutenant who just can't be bothered today? <laughs> or is it someone's fan fiction of interspecies erotica realized on the big screen? Oh, my word. Because oh, there boy. was a lot of it on the... Because even at the end, they get cuddly at the end. And it's like... Yeah. yeah. 
So that's going to bring us painfully to the end of Howard the Duck. I'm Derek. I'm me, Mark. Join us next time. We'll take a look at the story of a Hawaiian detective who solves crimes by calculating the area of circles. Tom Selleck stars in Magnum Pie. Oh. Oh.